Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. And we have Lowell Ponte here. Lowell, of course, is a major author dealing with science, geopolitics, and finances for many years. And Lowell, of course, is a regular here at the Nutramedical Report as a co-host. Uh, Lowell, we have four different topics to talk about today. In fact, I see your articles up there. I'd like to start off, and they're tied back to things like Uranium One and also to the issue of what happened to our special forces down in Niger that were actually defending and protecting French and Chinese uranium. Can you give us the details on that? Sure, as we sometimes call it Niger, because until 1958, uh, that uh, benighted African land was a French colony. Niger is to the south of oil-rich Libya, to the north of, and they both border on uh, oil-rich Nigeria. Right. So they're surrounded by terrorist groups, and when Defense Secretary James Mattis said that our troops were there to fight terrorism, he of course was telling the truth, he just wasn't telling the whole truth. The fact right. is, in 2013, France declared that it was sending forces in for a very specific purpose, and it was then that Barack Obama immediately backed France by sending in our forces. What was the purpose? Well, you need to understand France gets about 75% of its electricity not from burning oil or, or coal or anything. It gets it from nuclear reactors. They're the one major European country that is based on nuclear reactors. Right. And France dramatically built its forces to protect the source of those reactors, a third of the fuel for which, and possibly for the French nuclear weapons program as well, comes from France's uranium mines in Niger. Right. Exciting, eh? It is interesting, isn't it? Uh, which have been, the, the, Niger has been described as the world's fifth largest recoverable uranium reserves in its northern desert, 7% of the global total. So that's a fair amount of uranium. Where, where do you think most of the uranium on the planet is? Let's say 85% of all uranium-proven reserves on the planet. You know where they are? Where are they? 
Saskatchewan, Canada. Aha. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? You mean right next to Alberta, which has the oil sands. Exactly. The largest by a large margin of all the uranium on the planet is in Saskatchewan, Western Canada. That we declare officially. Yeah. I, well, I have no idea what Antarctica well, and other places like that have. Well, this is, a, how can I say, easily gotten at and well-proven, and, uh, you know, basically we provide a ton of nuclear materials. One of the other things I want to insert here, and we talked about this in the last hour with Vince Finelli, is I took care of actually workers working in a plant in Calgary, Alberta, for years that reprocessed yellow cake and spent fuel rods in the United States. In Canada, were brought across the border by fully sanctioned trucks trucking across. This ties back to Uranium One and also the fact that this yellow cake, as these morons tried to lie and say that it wasn't going to go out to the United States from mines in, in Oregon, which is another giant source of Uranium, that this yellow cake actually did go to be reprocessed in Canada and has probably gone to uh, foreign countries. I'm asking that at least they'll show the courtesy that when they have a nuclear missile coming toward America, before it blows up, it'll play the Star Spangled Banner. And on the side of the missile, they need to put the, the U.S. flag uh, on the side of it. I would say made in America because it was originally, even though they're sending it back and say, they should say, thank you, America. Here's your nuclear materials back in the form of a warhead. Indeed, and that's what I wrote about a few columns back at AmericanThinker.com. Right. Um, so let me just clarify about Niger, and then we'll go on to Uranium One. Right. However, our forces, and apparently our four soldiers there, died in defense of French uranium. Wow. Uh, the mines are gathered together, and one of the mines is largely owned by communist China and helps supply its nuclear weapons. So American soldiers may also have died protecting China's uranium, not just France. Isn't that a cheerful note? You know, one of the interesting things about China, China has very few uh, rich areas for strategic minerals. But they've tried to corner the strategic minerals market all over the place in almost anything they built half a million warehouses over the last 20 years to store strategic minerals and even wood from South America. So what they've done is they've actually tried to corner all these markets. And we see this even with Russia trying to corner the market with Uranium One of uranium sources all over the planet. Uh, you know, this is craziness, isn't it? And the fact that, that we're putting our own blood and treasure at, at risk to protect Chinese nuclear materials that eventually, they, if we ever get into a shooting war with China, they're going to shoot at our allies or Guam or they're going to shoot at Japan, one of our allies, or they're going to shoot at us. Um, which, to me, the, the, the thing we should have been doing since Ronald Reagan is to make a truly impervious missile defense system and then, to be honest with you, to share it with our allies and then eventually with our potential enemies so nobody would even think that you could use one of these weapons because it would be neutralized. So it would stop the proliferation. The best way to stop proliferation is to make the weapon impotent. Indeed, but meanwhile, they're trying to make us impotent. That's another topic we could deal with today. Yeah, let, let's, let's expand but, this. It was. But, so this article you wrote about, about Niger, this is like the counterpoint to uh, Uranium One. So do you have comments on that, too? Well, you understand, when we talk about the globalists, when we talk about the United States, when, well, or for example, we just saw Jeff Flake say he's not going to run again for U.S. Senate. We right. heard George W. Bush make a very similar speech a few days before that, all of which were in praise of the world order that we developed after World War II or sooner. 
Right. And that world order is dedicated to basically, in the long run, erasing the U.S. boundary. Right, exactly. A global governance that may or may not be to our liking. I rather think it would not be. But one thing it will entail is U.S. troops going to die. This is what Jeff Lake was praising. He was all in favor of U.S. Tr- people dying uh, in his speech. That's why I found it so amazing. He was praising yeah. Teddy Roosevelt in a, in a speech where Teddy Roosevelt was condemning Woodrow Wilson for not getting U.S. troops into World War I sooner. And by the way, if you measured the number of casualties we suffered in World War I by today's population, we only had 92 million people then. We have 323 million people today. If you calculate the difference, uh, we lost a, the equivalent in today's numbers of about 323,000 or five and a half times those who died in Vietnam in World War One. Right. And that's the kind of war we would be in all the time. That's why U.S. has some soldiers in 189 countries around the world. That's why in Craig Smith's and my latest book, Money, Morality, and the Machine, we talk about how we started by opposing the British Empire and wanting to have no entangling alliances, said George Washington and Thomas Jefferson both. But now... We have more than 650 military facilities around the world outside the U.S. 650 military facilities. Remember, I mean, we, these, we make the Roman Empire look like nothing by comparison. Exactly. Now, the real issue, and this is tied also to the Chinese Belt and Road, and I'd like you to kind of tie into it, because the Chinese have got this scheme up to have a Roman road system to project power all over the planet. And they're, they're not just waiting for us. They're already building railways across uh, Africa and hospitals, and they're building... Uh, you know, these giant uh, uh, container-sized uh, ship, uh, ship transit across to Central America. In fact, I think the big one opens next year, isn't it? Where they can get much larger ships across from the Pacific to the Atlantic Ocean uh, through locks. And uh, across well, I mean, areas of southern... major facilities at both ends of the Panama Canal, by the way, which they could close in a nanosecond if they wished. Right. So what, what we have to understand is the Chinese have got a plan called China at 2025, so by 2025, which is only seven years from now, they want to be in control of the world economy and the transit for container ships and commerce on the planet. And, uh, you know, obviously this has to be integrated with the West because their primary customers are us, Americans and Europeans, but primarily America. And so there's this world that they want to bicameral or tricameral world with Russia with all their advanced weapons, and they... uh, the globalists are basically pushing this down our throat, which is why they want open borders. They don't want borders. They want trade zones, don't they? Uh, that and much more. They're systematically weakening us right now. We'll be back in just a moment with Lowell Ponte, and of course, it's money, morality, and the machine, and we'll talk about how to get it when we come back. And welcome back. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, a lot of people don't understand that what's going on in the world. I've just been watching recently at the request of uh, Vince Vanelli the miniseries Jericho that basically talks about how corrupt and evil our world is, where we have a contract company called Ravenwood that actually brings in nukes in trucks and blows up U.S. cities. And it turns out that their affiliate 
is not only China, but people it looks out, works out eventually are elements within our own government. They have to understand that uh, Ruby Ridge, Oklahoma City, and 9-11 were, were self-inflicted wounds by dark elements inside our own government. And this situation in Niger is another epiphenomenon of the fact that we place troops in harm's way to protect not only uranium for other foreign powers like our so-called ally France, but also our enemy, China. This is pretty bizarre. And the fact that, but I'm going to predict this, I'm going to predict that they'll put some people in jail, functionaries, they'll try to blame for the real people that, that knew, and that Hillary Clinton is still blameless, even though she's the highest level female warlock in the Western world. She's not going to go on a book tour or end up wearing orange. She's probably going to end up selling books and trying to be the queen maker of whoever is the next head of the Democratic Party to try to take down Trump or inside the Republican Party to support people like uh, Mark Cuban, who's saying, hey, if I have answers and solutions, and of course he had solutions to make a lot of money, a billionaire, with tech stuff, then he's going to run inside the Republican Party to challenge Donald Trump. Because you have to understand, the likely person who started this whole dossier thing was actually Republican, and my best guess, based on what I know, is it was most likely Jeb Bush. So things are, are, you know, it's like the movie network. They're really bad. It's really evil. Well, it was from the Bush dynasty that we first learned the term New World Order. Right. I mean, it's, it was from George W. Bush that we heard that terminology repeated only a few days ago. This is what they worship. Right. And by the way, it was ten years. It was ten years to the day before the actual event of nine eleven that he announced that. Right. And and so we have the the excitement of that. Now you were talking about uh, China pursuing uh, rare earth minerals all over the planet, and they right. certainly are. It's amusing, as early as the 1950s, the Central Intelligence Agency asked the question, gee, what, what would one do if an enemy tried to cut the U.S. off from its minerals? And they calculated which countries, many of them in Africa, would be attacked for that. Right. And then they decided to just look at what Russia had been doing, and it had been following their scenario exactly. Right. You see, we have a lot of our minerals, not just here, but in Canada. We have a lot of, the, but the problem is that our enemies, we don't want to have access. For example, probably 75 to 80% of all the lithium on the planet for making lithium-ion batteries is in Afghanistan. They're like the Saudi Arabia of lithium, aren't they? Or the Venezuela of lithium, because it's actually, they get more oil in Venezuela than Saudi Arabia. Um, so these various minerals become kind of a battlefield thing, because they're made in high-tech weapons, robotics, drones, etc., and uh, you need these minerals if you're going to create a 20th, 21st century warfare platform, right? By the way, you said something profoundly true that I hope people heard clearly, and that is the idea that, oh, it doesn't matter if we gave uh, 20% of all our uranium to Russia because they couldn't take it out of the U.S. I don't want you to argue with the good doctor or me. I mean, I'm a libertarian right-winger, for goodness sake. Right. Argue, argue instead with the New York Times. In an investigation they did by Joe Becker and Mike McIntyre, April 23, 2015, cash flowed to Clinton Foundation amid Russian uranium deal, in which they say they asked the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, which conceded to them that yellow cake from Uranium One property 
was routinely packed into drums and trucked off to a processing plant in Canada, from Wyoming, I think it was. Um, ask about that. The commission confirmed that Uranium One has, in fact, shipped yellow cake to Canada, even though it does not have an export license, as they keep trying to pretend. Right. Instead, however, said the New York Times, the transport company doing the shipping, RSB Logistics Services, has the license. And that's all that matters. A uranium spokeswoman told the New York Times that 25% had gone to Western Europe and Japan. So, I mean, what we're looking at here is uh, just a knockdown of, of Hillary's latest excuse, the latest left-wing pretense that, oh, this was a harmless deal. No, it's not harmless. In fact, uh, our reactors now have to buy part of the material they use from Russia in effect. Wow. That that we have direct claim on only uh, that's available of only about 5% of the uranium needed in the U.S. if we don't count Russian-owned property. So we actually have to now pay Russia to power our own reactors, supplying about 20% of our power. Well, you know about the Maginsky, uh, what's called uh, sanctions against Russia because they killed this attorney Maginsky who was working with it was another guy who just came on Fox this morning. What people need to understand, Putin is basically like a Russian mafia don. And, and he's very strategic. This guy is not only a black belt in samba, former Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but he's also a uh, not drinker of vodka, and he's a chess player, and he's a very evil man. People need to know that despite the fact that he has Russian Orthodox ministers often following around publicly, he's a dangerous guy. If you cross uh, Mr. Putin, you die. You get poisoned, you get like polonium, you know, poisoning or whatever. Radioactive isotopes in your drink or your sandwich. Yep. So <clears throat> you have to understand what you're dealing with here. And, and by the way, we don't want to wash our hands clean because we, in, in the CIA and these various lettered agencies, are working with people like George Soros. And George Soros just transferred last week $18 billion from his private foundations to his public one that does orange revolutions and uh, geopolitical uh, hanky-panky all over the planet. And RCI has been working with him, so is British Intelligent and Five Eyes. So you have to understand, he's the money pit for doing some of these bad things, and uh, they're fully capable of buying a very good friend of, uh, of Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared. Right, now Jared, Jared is a kind of a guy that, to me, you got to really watch this fellow. He's very intelligent. He is actually the strategist that determined where they're going to do the social media and where they're going to actually create their, their, their campaigning, which is probably why they use one-twelfth the size of the funding of Hillary Clinton, but Peter to her punch by going and in, in, in campaigning in areas where she just didn't think it was necessary. She didn't realize that the Electoral College actually is still in operation, and she was not going to get elected by getting people from Los Angeles and the New York area and New England voting for her. But she could care less. She figured, I'm old the presidency. I'm the highest level female witch or warlock in the Western world. What the hell's wrong with you Americans that I can't be your your leader? That's her attitude. She by really way, has seriously. Way, I'm, not, I'm not a theologian as you are. I, I was always under the impression that warlock is a male term. Right, I call them female warlock. They call it witch, but people think the witch is just a woman that flies around a broom. A female warlock is what she is. Okay, if you want to call it, or a witch. But we're well, talking I, about. I, I remember when Hillary claimed that she once walked in as a young woman to a U.S. Marine recruiting center and asked to sign up, and they said, "No, you can't, you're not ready to be a Marine." And I happen to know the reason they did. She, they found she had an enlarged prostate. What? 
that Hillary really is uh, not your ordinary woman. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she's got some interesting biometrics. But I, I think she did have a daughter, and I, think, I, don't, I don't think it was Bill Clinton. So maybe she's a hermaphrodite. Who knows? Which means she's got both. What do you think? I think we will be astonished when we finally find out what Hillary Clinton Oh, my. And welcome back. We, we have had some of our most lively discussions off here, but I want to re- refurbish it. Uh, you asked me a really pointed question, which is good. And I, by the way, I'm, the offer is still up, and it's going to be up every hour except for the first hour on Friday. If you have the cajones, as the, the Spanish term, the, the titanium ally cajones, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. You can have intellectual cajones. Uh, if you call in with a really good question, I will give you a special deal on at least one product. That's 877-317-6432. Now, we do have a sale coming up next, uh, November 1st and 2nd, after the Day of the Dead. We don't want to honor Halloween, which I think is a demonic day. It's the highest of eight demonic holy days within the unholy calendar of the Druids and the ancient holy ones or unholy ones of the that run planet Earth in the New World Order. You have to understand what... And I don't want to tell you everything I know, because it's pretty scary. In fact, if I told you everything I know, your heart would stop. But I'm not that cruel. But I do want you to know that, you know, when people you ask the question, well, do you think that uh, Donald Trump is uh, is one of the good guys? Well, I think he's doing a lot of good things for America. But you got to remember, I call him Trump Pinocchio. And I've had Mark Taylor on the program a number of times. And Mark, of course, has had a few kind of, uh, how can I say, pre-seizure kind of uh, attacks where he thinks, well, you know, since the Trump prophecies happen, Trump is your guy and he's perfect. I said, look, I'm on the Trump train. I think a lot of stuff he's doing is going to be good for America and business and reducing the taxes and so on. But you have to understand who Trump is. He's doing what is right in his own eyes. He's a white hat, royal archmason. He's got an incredible fixation on Apollo, and he's got a a little bit of Asperger syndrome, so he's obsessively signing Masonic signs in the 66th floor apartment is chock-a-block full with expensive artwork and and uh, statuettes, etc., to Apollo. Now, you mentioned that, of course, Constantine had the symbol and the coin with Apollo on one side of the coin and Jesus on the other side. You have to understand, I'm calling Trump Trump Pinocchio, like, you know, like, like Geppetto. I call it the Geppetto of the New World Order is hoping that so-called Pinocchio will become someday a real live boy. Well, I'm hoping Trump will become a real live Christian and conservative president and have a testimony. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're just doing the right thing or what looks right, tastes right, and, and makes the economy better. It means you're, quote, a Christian conservative. It just means you're doing right to build the economy up. So I want to qualify that and tell you that I'm praying for Trump. I'm nervous about him because some of the things he does and the people around him make me real nervous. And justifiably. Now, Hillary Clinton on her face is an ugly personality, and she's got the personality of, of a skunk. Now, Trump is much more bombastic. He's a bit of a brawler, but he's more likable. I mean, when he went to that little Hispanic girl in, in the hospital down after the Mandalay Bay Massacre, she says, you're not like the social media. You're a nice man. And she said that on camera on Fox News. I'm sure they didn't want to pick it up on MSNBC and elsewhere because... The Trump hatred isn't based on his personality because he was very popular. In fact, he laid all his magazines out on multiple tables uh, and his shows like The Apprentice. He did way better than Arnold Schwarzenegger and others, you know, when he, before he decided to become president and come against the New World Order. Uh, he's got skill sets. 
he knows how to work the art of the deal. They always keep pivoting. He even gets back into into a deal with uh, McConnell. I mean, that was shocking to see that McConnell were working with him and and they're buddies again. Everything's cool. They had a spat, but they're back together. But don't be deceived. What do you think? I think what you say is very plausible. Yeah. Um, the the challenge here, of course, is Donald Trump. Uh, may have a lot of those inclinations, but we forget what we grew up thinking of as Christianity is heavily marinated in pagan symbology and so on. I that's mean, because, we're, com- we're coming up on Christmas. Well, there is no Santa Claus per se. Well, actually, um, I, I've changed the name. If you look at my dictionary I'm putting over on Clay and Iron, it's actually not Santa Claus, it's Satan's Claus. Well, like Santa that? and Satan have exactly the same letters. And by the way, when they when they buried one of the previous popes about a decade ago, I saw him, and his outfit looked exactly, with the colors and the vestments and everything, exactly like Santa would wear in a sleigh with all of his reindeer. So if you look, you say, wow, the Pope is Santa. Oh, sure. <laughs> or, th- or think of Easter. Show me in the, in the Bible <clears throat> where there is a Christmas tree. Show me where there is an Easter bunny. Show me where there are... Well, I don't know. There's an Ishtar bunny. Ishtar is the multiple baubles or breasts hanging on the statuette that was their goddess of fertility. And remember, now they had these temple prostitutes who were perpetually virgins. It didn't matter how many times they screwed or how much the temple sacraments they took. It's They're perpetually virginized. So you have to understand... Well, well, that's just like the 72 who were promised to Muslims if they are martyred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're really. also promised young boys with skin like pearls. I know. Isn't that wild? I mean... I, but, but the point is, we, we know, for example, where the Easter Bunny came from. It came from the tradition of a Norse goddess uh, who had a magical bird, and she, by magic, transformed the bird into a bunny, and yet the bird continued to have the power to... or the bunny continued to have the power to lay eggs like a bird. Right. Uh, we we know that virtually everything we symbolically associate with Easter came directly out of Mesopotamian religion. I mean, they right. too had the colored eggs and the Easter bunny and the basket, and they believed the world was hatched from a giant egg that fell into with twin rivers once upon a time, and so on. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how it has saturated our culture. So it's not surprising to think that even Constantine would have Apollo on one side of a coin and Jesus on the other side of a coin. Well, let me throw something out here. We still have some time left here. Uh, okay, you know that Satan runs earth, right? And, of course, we brought, Jesus was brought above the temple. He said, now if you worship me, Satan said, you know, I will give you all these kingdoms. Now, Satan wasn't lying because he's talking to God. He's talking to the incarnation of God on earth. You show Jesus. His name was Emmanuel. It means one who has God knowledge. So he knew this. And Jesus said, yeah, I know, you run the place, okay? And I don't want to put a shocking statement out here. Every government on earth, every higher learning institution, every media outlet, etc., and every public religious institution and church is luciferic. Everyone. I'm not being partial to whether it's Buddhists or this or that or Christians. Well, I mean, think of the kind of people who are generally drawn to be in the government and then remember Satan's highest offer was to say to Jesus, I will make you ruler of this whole world. Yeah, but here's the the problem. A lot of people take him that offer. Well, let me explain how this means. 
God's definition of evil is much broader than our definition. If we look at evil, we look at Halloween and somebody that looks ugly, you know, these ugly masks, they do murder, you know, like they're Jason with his, you know, his machete, whatever it happens to be. But God's definition is much broader. Doing what is right in your own eyes is the broadest definition of evil. Now, it might entail doing something that looks evil, but there's always kind of like an endpoint of even Luciferianism, just like American foreign politics. If we do something that's on its face really evil, it's actually done for a quote, good purpose for the American institution for America. Right? Yes, the right and, itself and we, is paved with good intention. Right, so even when our special forces and our guys are defending the Chinese uranium and Niger, uh, or we're doing things in foreign countries, working in collaboration with George Soros, who it was one of his greatest times, he said, was when he was recovering the gold from his Jewish relatives and friends uh, for the Nazis. So what, what you have to understand is doing what is right in your own eyes is the definition of evil. So even when you see somebody do something that looks, tastes, and smells good, it is by its very definition, if it's not God's will, it is the ultimate name of evil, which is why there's nicer people than me that aren't going to heaven. Heaven is a place where your will is bent to the will of the Most High God. Period. You don't get to heaven because you were in a point system. It's simply because you read the Bible and you pray and you decide to do things that are in God's will, not yours. And that's, period. That's how simple it is. Now, the problem is our high-level Masons, is, the high-level Masons, when they go to the crypt, for example, which is in Yale University, they go in a, in a, in a coffin and they're half-naked and they masturbate and give their sexual fantasies. But what they do is they kiss what's called the goddess of new, the ring. And they do this, the goddess of new basically says, yeah, you're temporal, you're not going to live forever, but I'm going to give you power here on earth, just like 10% of the ro- of the uh, Rhodes Scholarship are given psychological testing, and they turn out to be socio-psychopaths. So they get a carte blanche. And one of those carte blanche socio-psychopaths was Bill Clinton. So they know they graduate, say, 300 graduates a year, they're Rhodes Scholars, but 10% of them, 30 of them, get the carte blanche. And then just for the record, uh, Cecil Rhodes, the great imperial finder of diamond and gold mines in Africa, right. in his secret codicil to his will, created the Rhodes Scholarship precisely to brainwash the brightest young Americans into again being loyal to the British Empire. Exactly. That was the in fact, of bringing people to England. Exactly. And then the United Nations is just not a projection of the, of the Empire of Britain. It's just a new incarnation, isn't it? The United Nations. You've been hearing Dom. And welcome back. Now, um, got a, an interesting question in point. Uh, uh, and I had John Spring send me an article. He actually was involved in the negotiations to try to tell the administration's going right back to John F. Kennedy. Then uh, later, of course, Ronald Reagan wanted to put the uh, anti-missile system in Linda LaRouche, who wanted to share missile defenses with the Russians and Chinese. What people don't understand is we've had a Mexican standoff with multiple nations now, and the number of nations that have nuclear missiles and missiles that can deliver scalar weapons, biological and chemical weapons, is massively increasing. In fact, I sat in a 45-minute presentation in the 440-seat theater underground, uh, two miles underground at Schreiber Air Force Base in 1994, July 10th, to actually explain in great detail how many nations we would proliferating nuclear weapons because we're the proliferators. We gave AQCon the nuclear materials. We even gave Russia the nuclear materials are being uh, improved in terms of, of being centrifuged, etc., by the Germans. 
And part of the German deal was part of the uh, deal was made in Operation Paperclip, 100,000 technicians and scientists by the Vatican, by the way. You have to understand the Vatican is a very key role in this, that built our OSA and later became the NSA and the, uh, and the CIA, etc., was uh, to get the nuclear materials out of Nazi Germany and use it along with our material to give it to the, to not only drop the bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, but later that technology was transferred to the Russians to make sure they could match us with nuclear forces. And that's why all the nuclear guys that I know, for the former Soviet members of the Nuclear Navy, etc., that I interact with face-to-face, not just at a distance of the phone, knew darn well that we were giving them nuclear materials and advanced technology so they could match us in the so-called nuclear race. And, of course, the Russians just announced last week they have a new uh, Sarmat missile system they say can completely evade all our nuclear missile defense systems. And, of course, we should have been developing better systems. When I talked to our guys at the White Sands Missile Base and Vandenberg Air Force Base, I asked them straight up, I said, now, do not BS me. Tell me straight up how much time and how many layers of missile defense you actually have and how when will it be working. And they said between our missile-to-hit-a-missile THAAD system, which is like a bullet-to-hit-a-bullet, our missile defense and plasma interferometry field where they put nanoparticles, thorium, strontium, barium, aluminum, not just to actually scramble up the integrated circuits of incoming missile defense uh, warheads, but also to weaponize the planet for geotectonic events like setting off Cumbra Viejo or earthquakes or volcanoes and modifying the weather. And the third layer was ground-based Tesla plasma weapon systems developed by Nikola Tesla in the White Sands Missile Base that we haven't built enough of them, so we don't have a full missile defense system. Now, the Israelis have what's called the Samson option. They put nuclear materials and nuclear bombs in every capital of every country on Earth. And they're fully prepared to use their weapon system, which they have image sat, and their own space-based weapons, which they further developed as spin-offs of ours. We gave them technology. They've advanced it. They haven't shared it back with us. That's a fact. The Israelis are scary people. They can take out Russia and China on their own. They don't need America. Do you know that? I am not surprised at all. They're completely capable of wiping out everybody in all the capitals and taking out every nation within 10,500 miles from little state of Israel. They have the largest amount of nukes outside the United States and Russia. The fourth largest producer of nukes is Pakistan. Now, I call London, Londonistan, because their mayor, we try to pretend this guy's a good guy Muslim. What a pile of crap. This guy's a devil. And he's affiliated with extreme Islam, but the blue world order and the globalists love these extreme Muslims because all of them are governed by high-level Muslim Masons. And they're collaborating with our Masons in all these organizations like the Council of the Druids that runs under the Rothschilds and all these other characters. People don't know how ugly and nasty at the top this is. They don't realize the reason why they're collaborating is the high-level Muslim Masons don't mind if they send a whole bunch of stupid... Uh, uninformed lower level Muslims to die by becoming human bombs or going to crazy wars or sacrificing themselves against superior powers. They don't care. They don't care if it kills most of them because their idea of the New World Order is they figure they're going to have a seat. In fact, right now, after the Pope has made his agreement, which he did with the churches next week, that it's the end of the Protestant Reformation, his next deal and this is one that's coming up we're going to talk about with Jonathan Gray next week, is to make a deal with Islam because there's an entire division of cardinals that support the Vatican that have converted and are both Catholic and Muslim. It's called the Pentalpha Division of Cardinals. 
People need to know what's going on. It's so damned evil. I can't believe it, but it's true. And we talk about some of this, but of course not with your depth and subtlety of, of approach. Well, what, what I see coming is an agreement for the for the Mahdi, which is the best friends of the king of, of the president, I call king, the president of, of Turkey, Erdogan, because last year our intel agencies in the CIA tried to do a coup against uh, the opponent of, of Mr. Uh, uh, Fethullah Gulen, who owns more private schools in uh, in America and in Turkey than anybody else. And this guy, Fethullah Gulen, which is Turkish, has also got banks and everything. And what what Erdogan did is he actually sees anybody that even had money in a Fethullah Gulen bank. So what's going on? There's a big battle going on between our intel agencies and Turkey. And Turkey's not a minor role. They have the fourth largest military on the planet. They even have contracts to build Abraham Abrams tanks and other advanced weapons systems. And until 1924, they were home to the last genuine acknowledged caliph of Islam. Well, the caliph, exactly. Well, the the new caliph, the caliphate, and this is the deal that the Vatican is about to do here, probably in the next few months. It's not going to be far away. Is the best friend and, and confederate of the president of Turkey is going to make a deal with the Vatican and the Jews to allow a caliphate to be set up on the temple uh, opposite the Temple Mount on the Mount of Olives in East Jerusalem, and they've already called it Al Quds, both by the Muslims in in Iran and Syria, but also by the Sunnis, and it's going to end. And this will be something I'm going to tell you prophetically: you're going to see an immediate dissolution and stoppage, at least temporarily, of Muslim violence of all kinds. Oh, well, and you're going to see a particular person, probably born from Europe, who is going to be heralded as the bringer of peace to the world. In fact, that, that is this guy that's prophecy, the, exactly. That is the guy that's the best friends, of, and he considers himself, and he's already published for years, he's the Mahdi, discovering peace between Sunni and Shia Islam. And it'll but be under the auspices and control of the Vatican. As the Mahdi will do that by fire and sword. But but I hope people will look at Money, Morality, and the Machine. I just wanted to remind people to get this book. <laughs> yeah, mention that. How do they get the book? Yeah, by Craig Smith and myself, forward by Pat Boone. Absolutely free and postpaid. It's a 250 pound, very eye opening book. Uh, if you like 250 pound, <laughs> 250 pages. I, I, it's like a gorilla, you know. See, you have I'm this obsessed with my diet because I've lost 117 pounds. Much of it from my brain, I fear. That's where I had the most fat. Money morality in the machine. You get it absolutely free and postpaid just by calling 800 630 1492. That's 800 630 1492. Uh, leave your name and number. They will call you back from that machine. Find out if you want an electronic copy or a paperback copy. Uh, it, it's a remarkable read. It's the seventh of the books that Craig and I have done. You see Craig every week on with Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. Yeah. Now, it, it, the thing that's interesting, I think, when you do this writing, because you're a brilliant writer, is that these things are in plain sight. They're not hidden. A lot of people want to argue with and say, Dr. Deagle, that's just your theory, or Craig, Craig you know, or yourself. You can actually go to the Council on Foreign Relations website, Foreign Affairs. You can go to actually get their magazines. You can read the World Watch Institute. You can go and read the documents that come out of the United Nations. It's straight in plain sight. It's not hidden at all, is it? When you look at the ICLE and the it was called Resilient Cities Project in the United Nations, it's all right in front of your face. You don't have to do anything. Well, they're they're very proud of it. They're not only proud of it. You see, it's a Masonic principle. If they show you it, that you're going to be a victim or going to be victimized, 
and you don't understand it, you prove to them that you are actually a fit subject to be slaughtered intellectually and then physically and spiritually. They prove to you that if, you, if you're vile and don't understand it, and that's why I've been in contact with high-level Masons and say, well, because you understand so much, you must be a white hat Mason, Deagle, because you know even more than the people I'm in contact with. I said, no, I'm not. What you have to understand is that just because you, you're seeing somebody who does right, even when I'm watching Trump, I'm saying, look, I'm praying for this man. He becomes a real Christian and pro-life you know, leader, not just doing good things, but doing good things in God's will. Because the definition of evil is not what people think, like Halloween of ugliness and murder and so on. It's to do what is right in our own eyes. And you have to understand the globalists and the people who run our world and their dialectics, they're doing what is right in their own eyes. That's what the New World Order is about, isn't it? Alas, it is. Money. They're going to save us from ourselves. Exactly. The wise ones, the druids, the ancient ones. Money, Immorality, and the Miracle, I'm sorry, in the machine.com, Money, Immorality, and the machine.com, 800-630-1492. If you don't believe us, you can do one important skill. You can read, you can weep, you can cry, you can pray, but you need to face the ugly reality that we're living in very interesting times, as they say in China. Symbol on one side, blessings and cursings in the same symbol. Amazing times, isn't it? Indeed. God bless us all. Get that book. We'll have you back soon, uh, Lowell. Amazing discussion today. It's been said. Animals Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.